Hello there, and welcome to Kid History. My name is Logan, and I'm the creator of the Kid History Learning Series. Kid History is an educational podcast and book series made for children. Today's episode is called, Let's Learn About Rome. We'll learn about the very beginning of Rome and discover the origins of the early Republic. Then, we'll cover more about their military expansion that helped them grow the empire. Rome was ruled by many different emperors, such as Augustus and Julius Caesar. You'll get to know them and a few other Roman emperors that had an influence on Rome. Nothing lasts forever, and we'll examine why the Roman Empire ended. Thankfully, their amazing architectural designs, such as the Colosseum, are still standing today. Finally, we'll end our trip by taking a look at modern-day Rome and visiting famous landmarks such as the Vatican, Pantheon, and Trevi Fountain. Did you know that this podcast is also available as an illustrated children's book on Amazon? Links can be found in the description below for my social media, YouTube channel, and other books. And finally, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, and tell others about this podcast. Are you ready? Let's learn about Rome! Origins of Rome Let's start our journey of Rome at the very beginning when it was created. Rome was created in the year 753 BCE by a pair of twin brothers named Romulus and Remus. The legend of Rome's creation states that the twins were born to the god of war Mars. She sent them to earth and placed them in a basket to float down the Tiber River. The twins were rescued and raised by a wolf in the hills above what would become Rome. Romulus and Remus grew older and wanted to establish their new city. However, it became clear that the twins could no longer work together in peace. The outcome was a battle between the two that resulted in Remus being killed. Romulus became the first king of the new city, which was named after him, Rome. This exact story of twins being raised by a wolf has been questioned by scholars, and most agree that it's unlikely the twins were raised by an animal. However, it has become a part of the history of Rome, and a story that its citizens are proud of. Rome would go on to become one of the strongest empires the world has ever known. However, it was only considered to be a small city at first. Rome would later decide to give more equality to its citizens, and allow them more say in the decisions of the city. This is what gave Rome an advantage over their neighbors, who had to follow their kings. The Early Republic Romulus set up laws to allow for kings to rule over the Roman citizens after his passing. Various kings ruled Rome until 509 BCE when a group of Roman elites rebelled and overthrew the last king. The power to rule over Rome was replaced by two consuls. These consuls had almost the same powers that a king had, but these consuls served a limited term of one year. The consuls also had the power to veto each other or reject the other consuls' actions to prevent one person from becoming too powerful. This idea of fairness was powerful in helping Rome grow larger and motivating its citizens. The majority of Roman citizens were part of a class system that separated them into one of two groups. The first group was called the patricians, and they were mostly the wealthiest citizens of Rome. The second group of citizens were referred to as the plebeians, and this group was made up of everyday normal citizens like farmers and shopkeepers. 
At first, patricians were the only ones able to join the Roman Senate, which was an important advisory body who made recommendations that were taken seriously by the two consuls. It became clear that this was not fair for the plebeians, and new political offices for plebeians were created. Laws were changed that allowed everyday citizens to run for political office, including one of the two consul positions. Equality gave the citizens pride in building the Roman Empire. Military Expansion The Romans knew it would be important for them to have a strong military to protect them. Roman soldiers were known as some of the best soldiers in battle due to their extensive training and high-quality weapons. Rome's early armies had an advantage in battle against enemies because the Roman army was made up of volunteers, unlike their enemies who used forced military service. The Roman soldiers wanted to fight, and it was difficult to defeat them. The soldiers also provided their own armor and weapons, which meant that the soldiers with more money could afford better equipment. In an unusual act of unfairness in Rome, the Roman army organized fighting groups based on the quality of their equipment. The poor soldiers with low-quality armor would be placed in groups together, while the wealthier soldiers were in groups together. Rome's history has been known for the great expansion of its empire by use of its military. If Rome or one of its territories were attacked, then the Roman army would retaliate against the enemy and take over their territory. Rome would add these new territories to theirs and allow the citizens of the previous territory to become Roman citizens. Often, the new citizens would prefer living under Roman control because Rome was able to provide new citizens with protection from their enemies and a better quality of life. Rome asked that in return for this protection and quality of life that the new citizens send soldiers if needed in time of war. Julius Caesar Julius Caesar was a Roman general and emperor who was famously killed by his fellow politicians. He was born into a wealthy Roman family in 100 BCE and joined the military while Roman politics were in a time of turmoil. Caesar was able to rise to power quickly in the Roman political system, and he served as governor of Spain and then the governor of Gaul. Modern-day France, previously Gaul, was an area filled with formidable Gallic military tribes that had proved troublesome to defeat, even for the strongest of armies. Julius Caesar was able to conquer these native tribes, and the acts gained notice from politicians back in Rome. He was summoned by the Roman Senate and consuls to return to Rome and serve a role in the political community. Caesar thought he'd be given a hero's welcome, but this was not the case as Caesar's main rival Pompey, Rome's strongest military leader, was jealous and asked that Julius be demoted to a basic citizen. Caesar was very angry at Pompey and the politicians that had agreed. The Roman Senate underestimated the wealth that Caesar had gained while plundering and ruling over Gaul. He was able to use his riches to pay for more soldiers and better weapons for his armies. Caesar attacked Rome and was victorious over Pompey's army. Julius Caesar then declared himself Roman Emperor for life, and an already upset Roman Senate became even more angry. Caesar was assassinated by fellow politicians in retribution for his actions against them. Emperor Augustus The death of Julius Caesar meant that his nephew and adopted son Octavian was the new leader of Rome. Octavian had been raised in part by Caesar's sister Julia and was well trusted by Caesar. 
Octavian knew that rivals waited for him in Rome. Mark Anthony had an army ready to fight against Octavian for control of Rome, but Octavian's forces defeated Mark Anthony's army. Surprisingly, Octavian asked Anthony to join him and help rule. Critics told Octavian this was a risky idea, and they would prove to be right. Octavian's name was officially changed to Augustus upon being confirmed by the Senate. He sent Mark Anthony to eastern Italy, and this is where Anthony developed a relationship with the Queen of Egypt, Cleopatra. It proved to be a problem because Antony was set to marry the sister of Augustus. Mark Antony decided to flee to Egypt with his armies, and the consequence was that Augustus sent his military to attack Egypt. The Roman forces defeated the combined armies of Cleopatra and Mark Antony's and sent Egypt's riches back to Rome. With the aid of the plunder of Egypt, the new emperor was able to help build Rome into an even stronger empire. Under his rule, the Roman Empire grew to include territories from England to India. Augustus was able to improve roads, create a postal service, and even name a month after himself. Emperor Augustus passed in the year 14 CE and is considered to be one of Rome's greatest leaders. Roman Emperors Rome's history has been shaped by its emperors, and unfortunately, one of its early emperors, Nero, had a negative impact. He was interested in setting fire to the city, and legends accuse him of doing just that in 64 CE. Rome suffered from a great fire that destroyed a large part of the city and its history. Vespasian had the difficult task to start rebuilding Rome after Nero burned it. He led numerous projects to rebuild Rome's economy and began public construction projects like the Colosseum. Vespasian was also the first to be succeeded by his bloodborne son. This was the beginning of the Flavian dynasty and a 30-year era of peace and prosperity for Rome. Emperor Hadrian ruled from 117 CE and helped to make Rome's borders and military stronger. His project spanned all the way to Great Britain, where he constructed a 73-mile-long fort called Hadrian's Wall. He also helped create the famous temple, the Pantheon, which is known for being one of the most innovative concrete structures in the world. Marcus Aurelius was a philosopher who ruled in 161 CE. He wrote books that promoted free thinking and education. He authored the book Meditations, which is considered to be one of the greatest writings ever created. Marcus Aurelius's goal was for each person to think, be fair, and respectful to one another. The Fall of Rome The Roman Empire went from the Atlantic Ocean all the way to the Middle East, and it had become more powerful than any other nation. However, attacks from their enemies and lack of money led to the fall of Rome. It was difficult to govern such a large empire, and communicating large distances was also difficult. Maintaining a large nation also required a large army, and Rome struggled to keep up their military. Roads and buildings began to fall apart as money was spent trying to fight wars. The capital city of Rome became a target for enemy leaders as the Roman army was weakened. The Roman armies had been fighting in Gaul against Germanic tribes for many years, and these tribes were finally able to advance towards Rome. A group called the Goths broke through the empire's borders and attacked Roman cities. The Goths and other tribes gained Roman territory and finally reached the city of Rome. 
King Alaric of the Visigoth tribe attacked and destroyed most of the city. Rome continued to face attacks from enemies as it tried to rebuild itself and maintain its empire. However, a Germanic leader named Odoacer once again attacked Rome, and this time it forced the Roman emperor Romulus Augustulus to flee the nation. He was the last emperor to rule the country from the Italian peninsula. Rome would never recover, and 476 CE would signal the unofficial fall of the Roman Empire. Roman Architecture Roman architects created concrete called Opus Caementicium, which was mixed with a type of Italian sand that made it stronger than traditional building materials. Romans were now able to design structures that were once thought to be impossible to build. Architects incorporated arches and curves to increase the interior space of buildings and create beautiful architectural styles. Rome built a series of aqueducts which carried fresh water long distances to cities. These water tunnels were built across valleys and over rivers, which allowed for clean water to be sent all over the empire. Some of the arches that supported the aqueducts were huge. For example, the Roman Tagus Bridge near Alcantara has arches that extend over 10 feet each. Basilicas were usually found in church designs, but Romans decided to incorporate them for other uses in their cities. The basilica was a place for large gatherings, such as law courts, and they were usually located in the city center near its marketplace to allow for easy access. Roman builders were inspired by the idea of the Greek amphitheater, which was a space surrounded by seats for spectators. These were the locations that held speeches, plays, and musical performances. The Romans would go on to build the greatest amphitheater the world had ever seen, the Roman Colosseum. Roman Colosseum The Roman Colosseum Amphitheater was built during the reign of the Flavian Emperors as a gift to the Roman people. Construction on the Colosseum began in 70 CE under the Emperor Vespasian and when completed, towered over 600 feet high and 500 feet wide. The theater had 80 separate entrances for the over 50,000 patrons that could attend. The Emperor Titus opened the Colosseum and celebrated it with 100 days of games. Common events included gladiator fights, wild animal displays, war reenactments, and plays. There's even a rumor of a time when the floor of the Colosseum was flooded with water so that boats could reenact a naval battle inside. The Colosseum was enjoyed by Roman citizens and Roman emperors alike. There's even been a few stories that some emperors performed in the events themselves. Much like the rest of Rome's empire, the Colosseum became difficult to maintain. People were not as excited for the games and many lost interest in sporting events toward the end of the Roman Empire. The Colosseum would begin to deteriorate over time and take damages from earthquakes. A restoration project was started in the late 1900s to repair the Colosseum, which was near collapse. Thankfully, the Colosseum has been preserved and restored to allow visitors an opportunity to learn and discover its history. Today, it is one of Rome's most visited destinations, with over a million visitors coming through the gates each year. Modern Day Rome Rome in the 21st century is known as a modern and cosmopolitan city, while still retaining its historic past. The city is one of the most visited in all of Europe, and it's known as a center for arts, politics, and food. 
This is why Rome is known worldwide as the Eternal City due to its global reach. Rome was one of the lucky European cities to avoid complete destruction during the Second World War. Many of the ancient buildings that survived have been listed by UNESCO as World Heritage Sites. This designation recognizes these parts of Rome as some of the most important locations in the history of humankind. The Vatican City is a small country that is located inside the city of Rome. It's home to the Pope, who is the leader of the Catholic Church, and the Vatican is visited by millions of tourists each year. Many visitors come to view the priceless works of art and one-of-a-kind religious relics that are kept inside the Vatican. The Trevi Fountain is the largest and most visited fountain in Rome. The fountain originally formed the end of the Aqua Virgo Aqueduct and was named after its location at the point of three streets. Myths say that a person will find love if they throw a coin with their right hand over their left shoulder into the fountain. More than a million euros are taken from the fountain each year and given to local Italian charities. Let's review. We started by learning about the beginning of Rome with Romulus and Remus. Legend says that they were saved by a wolf and grew to build the city of Rome. Then we found out about how Rome's early republic was formed and the difference between the patrician and plebeian social classes. Rome's military helped extend the empire's borders and we now know about what happened to territories that were taken over by Rome. Don't forget about Julius Caesar and his rise from Roman soldier to the self-proclaimed Emperor of Rome. It didn't end well for Caesar. We studied about Emperor Augustus and the other Roman emperors that had an effect on the history of Rome. The Roman Empire did not last forever, but some of their architectural achievements are still available for us to visit today. Finally, we stopped by the world-famous Colosseum, Trevi Fountain, and Pantheon while taking our tour of modern-day Rome. Until next time, welcome to Rome! Who knew that there'd be so much to learn about Rome? I hope you enjoyed learning with me about how Rome became what it is today. I had such a great time learning with you, and you've made learning a lot of fun. Remember, this podcast is also available as an illustrated children's book on Amazon. Links can be found in the description below for my social media, YouTube channel, and other books. Finally, and most importantly, never forget that you're special, you're perfect, and you're loved. See you next time!